are operating as per standard, as per normal. I'm going to just move that so I don't and, uh And we'll be okay here. Uh, but normal without Adam. So this is... Normal, uh, yeah. Th- this is what's... I mean, I think it's only ever normal without Adam. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Well, it's abnormal whenever Adam's here. <laughs> that's fair. I think it's... I don't think that that's a negative thing. I think that's just a fact. No, it's a good way to describe you it. You should always own up to facts. I, I would say that with Adam in the mix, it is abnormal. An abnormally good time, normally. Um, normally at a normally good time so we're on episode 58 of Rona Geek official podcast we're going to talk about movies we're going to talk about games we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today because we're going to talk about whatever we want I like how like Adam's not here we act as though like we're off our leash or something it's like <laughs> <laughs> we're all like buttoned down like uh, showing some cleavage uh, you know uh, just uh, as if he is the reason why we would need to be putting forward a formal possible appearance he drives it hard in here man he's a he's a tough boss he's a tough guy to work for he's really intimidating i'm not putting him up in boss level <laughs> nice try <laughs> not happening look we're we're just co-hosts you and i okay oh, like wow. <laughs> things have changed things have changed i think i think he knows that he holds the power maybe and uh i don't he's... think he does and also i don't think he does so <laughs> I think that oh this God. is just something we'll have to disagree on. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna love this when he hears it. By the way, so we do have some great news topics to cover today, along with some more in depth topics. Rob challenged me last week to dig into Star Citizen a little bit, do some independent oh. research, which I have nice. learned quite a few interesting things about Star yeah. Citizen. Uh, I have also started the Colony or just Colony uh, on Netflix, which yeah. I don't know what network it comes from initially. One of the big uh, ones, I think, like Fox or NBC or ABC or one of them. I don't remember anyway so you touched on it last week and it sounded really fucking cool and i just hadn't seen it before so which is strange that a show like this would have sort of gone under my radar but i've kind of gone back and watched the first few episodes of it and taken some notes about the beginning of it which will be a little bit of a spoiler thing so once we get to it we'll renounce that i mean it's season uh, three now so i think that like spoilers i mean yes obviously we're gonna let people know before we jump into them but really i mean everything i'll talk about today is just kind of the setup of the show just to try and get more people on board with colony and talking about it it's pretty exciting and uh yeah so far so good on that i quite enjoyed it yeah so uh, good good shout out last week. So I guess I'll go ahead and start with some of the news items here. Been a bit of a light week in terms of big gaming news going on. Yeah. Um, over this last weekend, I think we had PAX West going on. Is that right, or is it PAX this weekend? West, I think, is, is yeah, this weekend that we're okay. now coming out of, yeah. So there might be uh, I think. the weekend that yeah. we're coming out. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So I think that there probably wasn't any big news from there because I didn't really see anything anywhere in social media. Or I'm always um, checking Twitter. I don't think there was anything anything groundbreaking now. No, no. But they, so, I mean, there's probably some small snippets. Yeah, I think PAX East usually gets some announcements coming in around then, but not not anything super big. I so want to we go back to that. PAX East was fun. I was there. PAX East uh, was great. A couple years ago. Yeah, I got to go in 2014, 2015. Yeah, I think I went the year after you. Yeah, yeah. it was good. It was really good, yeah. and I would love to go back. So yeah. I really like the indie showcase they do there. It's mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest indie showcase they do out of all the packs. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty cool to it see. Feel, well, it definitely feels that way anyway. It's uh, de- I I should tell you about that at some point. Actually, I got in on the floor like two hours early. Oh, did you really? Yeah. How did you days. know somebody? Uh, so we had the uh, bring your own computer. Uh, me and one of my friends. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we wanted to go in to check on some of our stuff for the computers. And we knew we couldn't go in exactly, but there was a bunch of people who were kind of going past security. Yeah. And so we <clears throat> went up to security, uh, and we made to walk 
just past them because we were because we knew where we were going. We know we weren't doing anything nefarious. So we're like, right. you know, like I understand why security is here. They're here to keep people out until yeah. everyone's set up. But we're just gonna go check on our stuff anyway. So we go to walk past. They stop us. They're like, "Oh, uh, right now it's closed. The showroom floor is closed." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's fine." I'm like, "We're just going to BYOC. It's this area in the yeah. back." And uh, I'm assuming that they maybe don't understand what that really comes down to, like what that area is, because mm. they just let us in. <laughs> yeah. So it is It is sort of, because I've, I've been in that area a couple times myself, and it's an area where you purchase basically an extra pass. Yeah. Uh, and there's only so many available, what, a few hundred available, Something to be able there. to set up your PC at uh, the conference, which is pretty cool that you can yeah. just sort of have it set up in a separate room. So for people who are big into gaming or maybe didn't want to be away from their community for several days, uh, you'll have a space there where you can just literally go and play games. You can get caught up on the news yeah. of the day. You can just hang out. There's little events and contests they do there and stuff as well, little games. And uh, and so you guys, though, were able to access yeah, so we're, the we're, show floor from yeah. there, which is probably not hard to do. Well, no, probably not, but you're definitely not supposed to. Right. But either way, so we got on the showroom floor... And uh, we wandered around for a bit, saying hi to the people who were doing their showcasing. And I mean, for a lot of them, like we were really relaxed when we came up, stuff like that. We weren't, we were not bothering anybody who was doing like setup or anything. Right. But people who were wandering, just kind of waiting for things to start. Yeah. We go and we talk to them for a bit. So we talked to the people from Discord. Sure. Because uh, that was kind of before the big Discord boom. Yeah. Um, but like it was like it was happening at that point. Uh, we talked to the people from Microsoft for a bit. Cool. Uh, that were there. A couple of the different smaller indie people. I talked to uh, the person who made Riot. I don't know if you've ever played that. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I know of it. Yeah. Yeah, really cool guy. Uh, really cool team. Yeah. Uh, when I was there trying it out. But then uh, actually, this is the first time I played on VR because I actually went to the VR section. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had everything set up and they had a bunch of vibes and all the other ones. So me and my friend, we tried it out. And since we we were there before that was open, they're yeah. like, you just keep playing. Like, nice. Just play as much as you Is want. Is that was that experience what got you to get the, yes. the vibe? Yeah, hundred percent. Really, hundred percent. That's like what were they showcasing game wise? Uh, they were just doing the um, uh, shoot, was it the tech demo thing? The, okay. the one where it's um, like the work simulator, uh, the Valve. Oh, thing, okay, I got you. Where it's like yeah. you can shoot a bow at targets. There's like a bunch right. of little mini games and stuff like That's that. You cool. do the robot repair. Yeah, uh, they were showcasing that. There's a couple of other things they were showing, but that was the big one um, because that's kind of like the hey, here's what VR mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I had a blast doing it. It felt like going into into it. I was like, I had an idea what VR was going to be. Yeah, actually playing VR and kind of understanding what VR mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. two totally separate things. Oh yeah. Um, and you, you're just not prepared for what it actually is at this point. I think they bet on that first experience, right, that someone yeah. has with VR. If if you are, you know, the kind of person who would enjoy it and you have that first experience with it and you're just absolutely enthralled by it, yeah. then, yeah, I think they counted on that to be the experience for the people who ended up being the early adopters of, uh, of VR, like yourself, like Jordan, mm-hmm. guys like that, right? Yeah. So people, people who just want that next level, cutting-edge gaming experience for sure. Right, and I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily even call it a gaming experience yet right now it's a lot of like hey here's kind of some stuff yeah there's a couple games that do play well as games yep. super hot i think is probably one of the best ones yeah uh though i'd argue like the best game if you're gonna call it a game is beat saber yeah sure i don't think that that anyone would refute that it's yeah definitely sold the most copies of everything it's oh sure had the most renowned it's the most mainstream too actually it just uh i think a new song pack got added oh no kidding uh okay. this week yeah it was last week sweet sweet so, so the beat saber beat off is reignited 
It is, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't really uh, undergone an earnest yet. Um, okay, but I think it's going to probably in an, in another week or two. Sweet. Okay. Um, okay. Once they, once those scores start going up, right? Yeah, I think um, I think we're gonna see everything kind of jump into gear probably next weekend. Okay. And then uh, after that, I know we're back on the tabletop swing of things because right now we're on a bit of a not a hiatus, but uh, we are slowed down until. Sure. 21st. Okay. And then the 28th. Yeah, yeah. So late summer, people getting stuff done. I yeah. know people getting back into school and stuff too, so. Yeah, uh, I think Adam had some uh, stuff he was doing on the side that he right. had to finish up. Then he also had a big work deployment that he had to do. So, yes. Um, yeah. A lot of that was, you know, we're a group of friends, so we understand when there's things that need to be done, they yeah. need to be done. What if his big work deployment was just like, because he's the IT guy, just like setting up like a bunch of new phones or something? Well, I, I know that it's not that. <laughs> Um, It'd be so lame though if like they be, pull they pull them for weeks just to like set up like people's new Dell laptops or something. That like, would be funny though. It would just be brutal. <laughs> um, but I don't think that that would happen. Not, not not in that capacity anyway. Wow, man. Um, so anyway, hopefully we can add him back next week and then we can kind of catch up. Hopefully he's playing Beat Saber too because he has he has VR set up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought. Yeah, we compete on the Beat Saber uh, scoreboard. So speaking of Beat Saber news, we have other news items. There's some late breaking news actually coming uh, from actually off of YouTube, which is kind of interesting. So this is actually a Nintendo related leak. Apparently. Uh, what they're saying is the final fighter out of the four-character pack of fighters for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is going to be Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden, and this is being broken by, uh, I don't know, kind of a YouTube personality called I Am Shifty, and uh, yeah. he has actually broken other Super Smash Ultimate-related news before, including the existence right. of Piranha Plant and the existence of Isabel as a character in the game. Yeah. So, um, so this makes Banjo Kazooie and Ryu the final two of four bonus fighters for Ultimate. Uh, after the one. hero, what's that? Season one. Oh, is there going to be more than one season? Are you kidding me? I hope so. Okay, of course there is. That'd be amazing. Why so, wouldn't there be? I don't know. Cause that's I, that's the recurring revenue for well, the game. Well, when we bought the uh, the fighter pack, was that only for season one? Is that what it was called? It's fighter pack one. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So okay, I, sweet. I have to assume that there's going to be more fighter packs. Yeah, presumably there's going to be more then. So the tricky part about this is, is we don't even have a release date yet for Banjo Kazooie. So Hero Hero or Legendary Hero, which is multiple heroes from the Dragon Quest series, came out July 30th. Banjo-Kazooie has yet to even be, like, officially announced with a date. I didn't even know about Hero, actually. He just showed up on my roster one day. And I was like, where did this guy come from? Right, right. I knew, like, where he was from, but I was like, I don't know, it was was so bizarre. Yeah, some cool variants with uh, Legendary Hero as well. So I was glad to see, like, the Dragon Quest Eight variant and things like that. So. Yeah, it turned out to be pretty cool. I haven't really used him or Joker that much yet, though. So yeah, yeah. Joker's okay. Um, yeah. I've seen some really talented people playing him, but mm-hmm. uh, not really my speed. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So that being said, who do you think might end up in a season two pack? Hopefully, somebody better. <laughs> <clears throat> I agree. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's probably a little bit of a brutal stance to take. I actually really am enthusiastic about Banjo Kazooie. Mm. I have not really been enthusiastic about anybody else. Joker, I was a little excited for, uh, despite not really having played the series um, that much, mm-hmm. or especially, especially the game that he comes from. Um, so, like, yeah. I would still like to see a Chrono Trigger character come in. Um, or how about, like, Toad? There's no Toad fighter, right? Yeah, actually, that was the one thing I've, I thought was kind of odd. We haven't seen Toad yet in Smash. Hasn't Birdo been in Smash? No, 
Or not even Birdo. Waluigi. Well, well, I was kind of surprised that we don't have Waluigi. After the big uproar? Yeah, especially after that. Yeah. I thought yeah. that he would have been the tail fighter right. for the fighter pack. Right. Because kind of a kind of a staple character. Yeah, and, and I don't people have made a big deal about it. Why wouldn't you just cater to your fans right. to a degree? Right. And he definitely exists if not just in Mario Tennis, also in Mario Kart. Is he in Mario Kart as well? Yeah. I believe he is. So he does exist in these other Nintendo games. So he's a basically he doesn't have a, ma- a mainline series of his own, but he probably could. He's definitely got a persona that people seem to gravitate to, including uh they say he's more of a romantic type, and it's just weird that you have Mario, Luigi, and Wario, but no Waluigi. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know why we haven't really seen him yet. Um, I mean, there are some other characters I wouldn't mind seeing, like a Koopa would have been would be fun. Yeah. There's no Koopa. Yeah. All you get or is... Hammer Bro. <laughs> or a Hammer Bro. Absolutely. I, I mean, mean, which they you are get them in the uh, an item and the uh, what's it? The assist. I think hammers. Oh, the, the assist. assist trophy. Yeah. yeah. They were also playable in Mario Odyssey. You could take over their bodies and play as them. Which is pretty cool. So there have been instances where you played these characters uh, in in the Nintendo verse, I guess. So I would so. like to see Mario Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. You have Flood, the uh, the jetpack Mario. So you could have that version of Mario. You could yeah. have uh, the water water Mario. Yeah. So who you're chasing down? So yeah, there's a uh, cool variants in there that you could toss in as well. Yeah, it w- there's some a couple characters that um, I would just I would like to see. You know what character I'd really like to see, and it, it's. In the same vein as like Game and Watch and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd like to see the the hero from Crawl. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be so good. Why not? Because they, they can license it for cheap. Oh yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't cost it's really a just a, to it's just a, it's not a fortune to animate either. It's a stick figure, effectively. It'd be so great. Um, but then you have some of the uh, some of the things like the tornado, maybe the sword tornado, and like the. Well, I figure like whenever like they'd have a fun mechanic where if they die, because then they become like the ghost and they can drop oh, ectoplasms and stuff yeah. like that on the field. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. And maybe there's a chance to revive yourself if you kill an enemy while in ghost form. Or like the the things would just appear and you would uh, spawn off them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be like great. Become the creatures. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, kill, if you kill a player, then you become the crawl character. Yeah, crawl was one of our favorite games early on on the Switch. We, we talked about it all throughout last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, I still play it from time to time. So I've... I actually played it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's yeah. still so good. I mean, it's just a, it's a great game. I wish they would come out with maybe a sequel that's a bit more robust because I think I've pretty much unlocked Everything you can unlock in, in yeah. the current game. I think there's only one but, guy uh, made it. I what's think. that? I think only one guy made it. Oh, hopefully he's hard at work on a crawl too, because I'm sure nice. it's made him a lot of money. So. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I really yeah. do hope so. It was it was a fun game. Yeah, yeah. One of the so, one of the best sort of local multiplayer games I think that you can get on the Switch for cheap. Oh yeah, anyway, like no, out of the indies for so, sure. Yeah, um, I think um, if he does another one, some online support would be appreciated. But I know why he didn't have it for the first. Oh yeah, he didn't need it. He didn't need it. Yeah. For the first crawl, but right. I mean, for the second crawl, it would just be one of those things that's like, if I'm uh, like, if it's like Christmas Eve, and it's like late, late at night before Christmas, nobody's up doing anything. But sometimes I'll have like one or two friends on. We tend to play a multiplayer game, right? Uh, during that time or on New Year's. Yeah. New Year's is a big game. We play like like we play shit games on purpose. That's great. Uh, like we'll play Mount Your Friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which is, is a ridiculous hilarious. game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we will play other games too. They're just fun. Like we overcooked is a big fan favorite okay. for those days because it's just us being shitheads yeah, yeah. and and having fun. <laughs> and you... crawl crawl is one hundred percent up that. Which one uh, was the game where it's like it's like a dick <laughs> chasing other dicks around and you have to like plug the back up? Which one was that? Oh uh, yeah, uh, man, what was that? I called? can't remember. It was so bizarre. 
So yeah, it's on Steam. I've, I've got it on Steam. Somebody yeah, yeah. gave it to me, and we yeah. played it for a bit. Um, I was forced to play it on several occasions. Yeah. <laughs> Were you? That's yeah, funny. yeah. Uh, I don't remember the name. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll look it up for next time, maybe. So, oh, yeah. ever, uh, not not take, a big shout take out. Take two seconds to to look, and you'll find it. Um, so that's the news regarding Super <laughs> Smash Brothers Nintendo news. So that's the end of DLC Pack One then for for the first round of character fighters from Super Smash. So yeah, hopefully just, they get some Chrono Trigger characters in there. That's uh, what I Chrono, really want. I would be down for Chrono Trigger. Um, Dude, you got Chrono, Magus, Frog, so Robo. many great characters. Robo, oh my God, yeah. So the namesake of Robo Hobo, <laughs> yeah. So my gamer, my gamer tag. So some other big news coming out of uh, well, not the gaming world, but this is actually coming from the animation television world. So a little bit of a sad news. I don't know, concerning news, I guess you could call it. It's basically, uh, Funimation is trending number one today on Twitter. So this is a, a more late breaking news here. Oh boy! But not for the right reasons. Of course not. <laughs> so, it never is. So an audio leak has come out in which you can hear various voice actor voice actors, including that of Goku from Dragon Ball Z. His name is Sean Schemmel, using homophobic slurs and other. Uh, and you hear other actors joking about incest. Uh, presumably as they were doing recordings for shows or other things, I don't know. But uh, for whatever reason, these jokes were committed to recorded audio, and now they are leaked, and it doesn't look good for Funimation. Oh, man, that's not good. Well, I mean, that's, man, that's that's tough, because on one side, first off, you're professionals, you should be acting professional. Right. On the on the other side of that coin, though, there is a there is a layer of people just cutting loose and saying stuff that they really don't mean. But right. they're just they are being idiots. Yeah. And and it's stupid. I'm not trying and, to defend And I'm sure them. they're doing it in the voices of those characters. Of so course. it's like to them it's funny. You know, yeah. what I mean? they have to do this all day every day. And it's comedy, right? It's stuff to, right. to break the ice. But I mean like and, and like don't misunderstand. I'm not defending them making these remarks, but there there is a level of they clearly didn't mean this. Like this is not malicious, right? right? They're not going right. out of their way to do this, but yeah, so it, it it's so weird. Yeah, it's tricky, and and I think we have to look at maybe how to draw the line here about like maybe what's what seems intentional and what doesn't. Obviously, yeah. I, I don't think they're attacking anyone by saying the things they said. Uh, however, this is also kind of uh, a couple months ago. Some news came out regarding uh, Vic Mignona, which is uh, he's another voice actor with Funimation. Yeah. Uh, you would know him from uh, he was Edward Elric in Full Metal Alchemist, and he was Broly in the DBC DBC series movies. Yeah. So including the the yeah, super that just came out this year. He's been in a protracted legal battle with Funimation uh, regarding uh, sexual harassment allegations, and they suspended him at that time. And then I think he's been fighting to kind of get back in and clear his name, so to speak. Uh, who knows if he will or not, and if those allegations turn out to be true or false, we don't know. But uh, there's just a lot of news coming out of that particular studio right now. But I mean, there's also a lot of eyes on that studio too because they're 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 you know big budget as far as a and they're being cooked anime dubbing studio is yeah, concerned. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, because I mean, like even I've got like a sub to them and. I would really consider dropping that subscription if it is. Yeah, if uh, it keeps going in this direction, it's a real yeah. shame. If it, go, if it, you're right. If it goes in that direction, because like at the other point, it's like you need to speak with your money. Right. 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 Absolutely. So, so I hope I, that that's not yeah. the case, though. Yeah, hopefully, man. I, I'm I'm really hoping that everything gets cleared up here, and there's just some misunderstandings involved. But with these how these things have been going lately, I, I don't know if that'll be the case. So yeah, we'll just wait and see. It's a dangerous and, uh, world. Yeah, right well, now as far as that's concerned. I'll definitely report on it as updates come out. Cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, kind of big news there. Now the last bit of news I had. Uh, is just regarding the Joker trailer. So the full yeah. trailer for the new Joker film just dropped this week right. on uh, on YouTube, and apparently the film is being shown in Cannes. I'm sorry, not Cannes, uh, Venice Film Festival as well. Okay. 
So it is kind of out in the open now. People have seen it. Uh, IGN had early access to it at the festival, and IGN actually rated the film 10 out of 10, yep. So, which is uh, pretty incredible. <laughs> it's impressive, um, yeah. given the origins of the content, Yeah, um, being that of comic books. Yeah. And to be shown at a festival like that is pretty outstanding. Um, it's going to be... It's going to be a fun one to watch. I have no doubt in my mind that it's a good movie, but is it a good comic movie? Yeah. I don't know. It looks like it's more comic-inspired than it is an actual yeah. comic movie. Yeah, like, I think so. It, they're like, what if we put this character in this position, and then they ran with it? Yeah. Like, it's more of a, it, it's more of a reflection of the Joker than it is a movie of yeah. the Joker. And it does, according to the trailer, it does look like an origin story but maybe not in the same sense as other origin stories we've been encountering over the last decade like what's been in the mcu yeah. uh so i i don't think this is leading into anything like a shared universe i think it's gonna no. end up being a standalone film yeah that's what it feels like yeah it feels like yeah. it's like this is it is what it is this is a, this is its own thing yeah they tried to do something different with mm-hmm. it which i don't think is bad yeah um but it is not carrying the same expectation that others of its kind are right. Like, like an origin movie is usually a here we go, yeah, point one, and then start. This is like more of a uh, view of what culminated into creating the Joker in this iteration, which yeah. I, th- I think will be. I think it'll be a good movie. I don't think it's going to be what some people are looking for. Yeah, um, I think it's more of a commentary on. The genre itself. Yeah, and Joaquin Phoenix obviously playing the Joker in this. uh, He's gone full-blown Joker in the trailer. There's even a moment where he's doing like the Joker laugh to himself as he's walking down a dark hallway. Uh, It looks like a dark film. It looks like a man who is... Troubled. uh, Yeah, very troubled. And uh, what is his name? Arthur... um, I can't remember. So I'd have to look it up. But I think he is playing like a named character from uh, one of the runs of Joker comics. Yeah. so as far as the trailer itself goes, it shows a lot. It shows a guy who's kind of on on, on the end of his rope, so to speak, and yeah. uh, and and it looks like he's getting cut off from social assistance or psychological uh, help or something like that. Anyway, yeah. he's trying to find his place in life, so he ends up sort of latching on to this sort of clown, evil clown persona, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the trailer kind of goes on from there. But it looks extremely good. Looks a little bit violent and and. I was reading the IGN review and a couple points that were brought up that really resonated with me were about the setting of this. So it takes place in New York City uh, or Gotham, in which yeah. is their stand in for New York City of like the early 1980s. They say the film was ostensibly set in 1981, which is a cool thing for a couple reasons. One, because we know from the late 70s and early 80s, New York City was not a safe city mm-hmm. at all. So it's not like it is today where it's this huge metropolis that, that is relatively safe uh, in most places you can go. And a lot more gentrified, so to speak. So, and the other reason why this is cool setting is because there's no modern technology, right? There's no, there's no email, there's no cell phones, there's no, no recording this event and putting it on YouTube, yeah. right? That a lot of the modern films have to sort of contend with themes like that. Now, this one is completely free of all of that, yeah. right? Which is actually a theme I'm going to mention again later once we're talking about colony, which I really like. Yeah. So, <laughs> is is the lack of the general lack of communication <clears throat> technology? And, yeah, there's uh, some fun stuff about that. Yeah, it is. It really is. And anyway, the film just looks extremely good. The review is very glowing about it. I'd recommend going and looking it up. It's not a bunch of spoilers or anything. And uh, and yeah, I would. I, I'm really looking forward to this. It comes out October fourth, so it'll probably be one that we can do for uh, for the podcast. Yeah, hopefully. I don't see why not. Yeah, that'd be great. 
and then uh, then maybe we can enter it into our because uh, I mean by the end of the year we have to do our own you know top ten you know films top ten games yeah. stuff like that for the year so hopefully it, hopefully it's a contender in there as well I, I would hope so I mean I'm always hopeful that whatever movie I'm going to go see is going to be in there yeah 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 uh, but I, I, I mean uh, I think it's got a shot but if it's just the the thing is though like being a good movie is one thing but being a good movie for a certain feel is also important right because like this is going to be a very I don't think this movie's going to be a pick me up movie. I don't think it's going to be like an action movie or anything like that. Right. So like, so like th- this will be fun to see, but it may not be an enjoyable movie. But it may be a good movie. I think it'll be one that provokes a lot of thought. I think it'll yeah. be a very thought provoking film. Um, interested to see what kind of themes maybe they tie in from modern times. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. So I'm trying not to anticipate it too much because I don't want I don't want to be disappointed. But it's just the trailer no, looks really like, freaking no, good. I, like I said, I think it's gonna be a good movie, but I don't think it's gonna be enjoyable. Like there are movies that are very very good and I would totally watch again. Yeah, but they're not enjoyable movies. Yeah, like they are they are ones that claw at you. And yeah, and, and those like there's a there's a line there. I'm also curious about the Easter eggs in this film too. I'm curious where other other I'm hoping other things in DCU start to show up in here as well. Uh, if if nothing else, just for Easter eggs. Just to show that they're there, I think that'd be really fun. I hope that actually that Batman's never mentioned. No, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, what we find is this Joker's origin story happens far before uh, any of that, or maybe in the interim after the Waynes have died and before mm-hmm. the rise of Batman or whatever, right? So yeah. that'd be really interesting. So, and then the next round of Batman films. I mean, maybe maybe this could be the Joker from uh, the original Batman, nineteen eighty nine with. Uh, with Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton. Could be. Yeah, maybe it is. Because that's set basically in the early 90s. Yeah. In the, what was that? Tim Burton? Joel Schumacher? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the Tim Burton-iverse. Tim Burton-iverse. <laughs> yeah, Tim Burton-iverse. So maybe maybe it's that Joker. Who knows? So anyway, we're not going to speculate anymore because we don't want to spoil anything. But uh, yeah, go oh, check out the reviews. We, spoil anyway. it? we haven't seen anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> We don't want to spoil how excited you're going to be to see this great film when yeah. it drops, because it's probably great. <laughs> uh, so that's it for Joker. Do you have any news beats? Anything um, from this week? News-wise? Yeah. Not really. Yeah, it's been there's quiet. A, there's a, there was a uh, release patch for um, Beat Saber, which I mentioned earlier. Yep. Uh, and then there is, uh, I, think the, I think it came out this week, um, a content DLC for Total War. Okay. Uh, Warhammer. Nice. Like new, yeah. new uh, races? New, new uh, leaders, it looks like. New legendary oh. lords. Okay, uh, cool. One that looks like it's a, uh, looks like a human. Yeah. So probably part of the Empire. And uh, the other one is, it looked to be a Lizardman. Is it uh, enough to get you to go back and play another few rounds? Oh, I'm gonna go back and play it again. Okay, sweet. Like, that's not a, even a, up for debate. Like, I yeah. will. I will. I always, I have a, uh, Lar- long and large bouts with Total War, but with uh, very um, definitive breaks in between, because it's a very um, intense game at yeah. times. Because there's a lot that you have to think about and consider. Because it's not like a normal strategy where you're just telling your guys to attack, move, or whatever. Yeah, there's you have to worry about flanking, morale, uh, different units, and mm. how they interact with various enemy units. So you need to know the, not just your army, but the enemy army as well and their composition. Okay. And you need to think of like, okay, am I using spells for this? What what army am I? Is the best as? way to learn that to play as that army or faction? Uh sometimes. Okay, but not always. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you've got a keen eye, you can usually discern similarities. Sure. Between your forces and enemy forces, um, and also if you look at them, I mean, most 
uh, games like this, you can look at a unit and know what it does. Okay. Right. Yeah, if I look true. at a person, they're holding like a long rifle. I'm like, yeah. okay, they're going to be ranged. They're not going to be as good in melee. The yeah. morale might not be as good. Uh, so hitting them with like shock cavalry would be great um, if okay. I could get them near them. But if I can't, then okay, well, what alternatives do I have to deal with this thing? Do I just leave it off the table and contend with it sure. after I deal with other things or what? So there's like a lot to go into that thought process yeah. because it's more like an actual battle than it is a... Uh, Mm-hmm. I I I mass a bunch of orcs and I attack yeah. the base. Which uh, Warcraft three will be coming not too far off. I think it's November. Is it uh, November or December? I think for Warcraft three uh, remastered or remake. oh really? They're actually remaking it. Sorry, not remastered. Interesting. It. So this was a two thousand two release. I think so. So yeah. Warcraft three. So it's been about seventeen years since that dropped. So it's coming out for yeah. PC presumably. Um, and then uh, hopefully some other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but as yeah. far as uh, other news, I don't know. Not, yeah. not much as okay. To... Have you played any WoW Classic, or should we say yeah, that for yeah, playing yeah, yeah. and watching? No, I played. Uh, yeah, I can talk about and get playing and watching, but I'll just I'll quickly touch on it right now. Yeah, um, I'm not very far in. I'm only like eight levels in. Cool. Which uh, is a starting area. It does not take long to get yeah. there. Um, my brother's way past me right now. He's actually been really kind. He's been sending me. Uh, he's been doing leather working, so he's been sending me leather for my rogue. Nice. So I've got a bunch of stuff now banked, which, oh, my God, the banks are so much smaller. I forgot how small the banks were. Really? Oh, everything's so much inco- so much more inconvenient yeah, than classic. Yeah. That's really what it is. Retail World of Warcraft is convenient central. Right. Because they've refined and honed the game to a certain point. Yeah. Classic has n- almost v- has very little refinement to it. You see, but, th- this is the thing. Like, this is the thing. Because I was thinking about the difference between this and then, like, RuneScape Classic. But I think that the big difference is between, like, say, RuneScape Classic, and, or I guess Classic RuneScape, as it's called, and RuneScape 2, which is the version of the game that they're on right now, yeah. uh, the official version of the game, is you still have, like, the same number of item slots. Yeah. So the items still function ostensibly the same. The game still functions ostensibly the same. I think it's basically just, like old graphics and servers that people sort of congregate on that do the old game is, yeah. is what's popular about it. But with WoW, man, there's a lot of quality of life improvements that just dissipated into thin air. So, I mean, for people who are in the know. So. Yeah, well, that that's kind of the funny thing was when I was talking with a friend, I'm like, look, I'm like, WoW Classic, we don't know if it's going to be, you know, the same amount of time and also they're going to release Burning Crusade as well. Like, they might they might just do it as a... Interesting. As a, as a See, I thought that, well, same no. amount of time, but then do their releases over that period of time. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think, well, it wouldn't make sense for them to release any of those simultaneously with the game because some of them, like Cataclysm, completely yeah. changed the game world, right? Yes. Um, so I'm I'm going to assume that World of Warcraft Classic is probably going to stay as vanilla. It won't have any expansions. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did slot in those expansions to bring it up to speed. Yeah. Um, with the rest of the kind of universe. It'd be interesting to see it go another direction entirely, where maybe they come up with content that's unique to... Like a what if? Yeah, like like a, like WoW Classic content that isn't meant to advance the graphics of the game or advance the gameplay of the game, just maybe to add more options, whatever those may be. I don't know. Uh, it's possible. Um, I mean, how could people even play World of Warcraft without pandas at this point? <laughs> you know, uh, I think we're probably the few people that actually enjoy that race. So, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Kung which Fu is unfortunate. Pa- Kung Fu Panda, you mean? Uh, yeah. And I always <laughs> think it's funny because people mention Kung Fu Panda and they're like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, and I agree. Okay, sure. But I mean, 
Pandaren have been in the game, have been in like Warcraft 3. So before World True. of Warcraft was even a thing. Um, and then pe- when they were included into World of Warcraft, people were like, this is jokes. Why the fuck are you doing this, Blizzard? Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. But I was surprised that that outcry happened because nobody cried out when the Draenei came into the game. Right. And I don't know if you know the history of the Draenei, but they were originally like the Eridar, their demons, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. They had to retcon a lot of their lore yeah. to make them playable uh, as an alliance race. Right. And so they kind of like meandered this whole thing and kind of shoved it all together. Right. Uh, and then there you go. Now the now the Draenei are in the lore. Yeah. And nobody thought it was weird that uh, dimension traveling space goats. Uh, don't don't you worry about the dimension uh, flying, traveling space flying goats. Flying on crystal, flying on crystal ships. Don't don't you worry we're, about. We're not even close to an outcry. Don't you worry about dimension traveling space goats riding crystal ships. I just yeah, don't even like, worry about it. Nobody gives a fuck about that. <laughs> But you have a panda doing kung fu, and all of a sudden it's fucking blasphemy, and I'm like, that is a far cry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's something that's been in the game, right? Like this is not this is not fresh content. Being like, hey guys, here's some racist ass co- like shit we're putting in the game. <laughs> no, when they put out the Pand- Pandarian uh, expansion, <laughs> you it was... mean their intent was not to be extremely racist? No, but, but like it, like it was <laughs> they really rounded out the lore for the Pandaren. Yeah. And they, and they added them in, and I thought yeah. they did a great job. Yeah, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a video game. You know what it I is. mean? And, and there could yeah. be some levity to it. You know what I mean? So for people, like, hopefully there's nobody really up in arms about stuff like that, because at the end of the day, oh, I mean... Oh, there was. It's, a, it's such a, a high, like a... is it, It's high fantasy. It's such a high fantasy. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, well, sure, there can be these characters that look like you know bears or panda bears or whatever the case may be. Pandas are not bears, though. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Science, people. Science. But yeah, it's interesting to see where they're going to take with the WoW Classic, so I'm interested to see where that's going to go. <laughs> I thought you were going to expand upon that, but I guess not. No, no, no. Just had to had okay. to establish that. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, they're in the same family as uh, raccoons and uh, and red pandas. So Actually, red pandas are part of the Pandarian. Uh, are they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they like pets? No, no. You can play as, as regular like black and whites, or you can do red panda. That's awesome. Pandarian. Yeah. I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> you did say that. I am all in now that I know there's red pandas. That was like my favorite animal growing up. Toledo oh, yeah. Zoo had one for a while or a couple oh, of them. And nice. I was like obsessed with going there to see them. So yeah, yeah, yeah red pandas. <laughs> so they're pretty cute. Pretty cute. Yeah. Cute little guys. So anyway, that's WoW Classic. And then I guess next we'll get into one of two topics. It'll be a real gamble. It'll either be Star Citizen, which I've studied now, or it will be Colony. Let's do Star Citizen. Okay, it'll be Star Citizen. <laughs> All right, getting into Star Citizen. Then, so my challenge was to learn a little bit about Star Citizen going into this week. So, because Rob has a lot more experience with it, obviously, you explained last week. You've been in on this thing since the beginning. Yes. So, you've been there since day one. You were early contributor to the. uh, What what was the startup on? Uh, They did a Kickstarter, but they also did their own thing. Okay, it was a Kickstarter. Well, in total, they've actually raised uh, over $250 million. Is that that much, eh? Which Last I is checked was at nuts. 80. It's that, nuts, man. Yeah. That's a mind-boggling amount of money. So clearly there's probably also some studio money behind this as well because... Uh, no, that's all contributor money. That's wild, though. 
So I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that that uh, it's, made, it's being made literally by the funding by the community. Yeah, I, I'm really blown away by that. So good on them, man. Good on them. So I mean, yeah. 250 million is a lot of money, but if you just boil it down to number total number of subscribers, say if every person gave minimum, you know, 100 bucks, right? Then then that's 250 thousand. Well, here's the thing, though. Point at a game and tell me what game is a startup or has a has a cash flow of about two fifty in development. Fortnite, like no, <laughs> not much. No, it didn't. Fortnite did not have that much. Like uh, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, boom. Is it? I What's bet. What's the development cost of Grand Theft Auto Five? Of what? Just five. Grand Theft Auto Five. Five. Okay, so Grand Theft Auto Five development cost is two hundred and sixty-five million. Okay. Now I'm questioning if I saw the right number on Star Citizen. <laughs> it's on their site, right? It's on Star Citizen's site. Okay, so Business Insider has come out with an article in December 26, 2018, titled Star Citizen has raised over $250 million. Squadron 42 is officially set for 2020, which we'll mention what Squadron 42 is here very shortly. So Nat was on Business Insider, so that's huge. How much was it? $250 million. So Chris Roberts originally launched the Kickstarter with a goal of 500,000 funding goal uh, in 2014. And since then, I think the initial funding they got for it was over 39 million in the first year. So he completely just annihilated uh, the amount of money he wanted to raise. So funds raised through citizens, like star citizens. So player yeah. players and people who are just like, here's yeah. some money. Uh, $233,640,450. Wow. That's incredible. So um, that's actually, it's uh, shown on their uh, site. They that's actually also amazing. have a funding thing where you can see like a timeline by hour, by day, by week, by month. And it peaks and valleys for sure, but it's looking good. No, that's that's amazing. That's amazing for an experience this immersive. So what I did is I went and looked up some details about the game. First off, Chris Roberts, if for those who don't know him, uh, Chris Roberts is the game director and creator. He's responsible for the Wing Commander series. So yes. he was one of two main developers on that. It was him and his brother Aaron. So and they've made ten Wing Commander games. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robert and Aaron. No, Chris and Aaron. Chris and Aaron. Yeah, Chris yeah. Roberts is the last name. Yes, okay. That would be hilarious. That would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that was. I sorry, really I just goofy. I had a moment where I was no, like, for a second you caught me too. I was like, is it really? Yeah. So, but uh, no, it couldn't be a coincidence. You guys are meant to make a game. So there yeah. you go. And uh, so they've made ten Wing Commander titles in total. This was a an early uh, space space combat simulator. Yep. Uh, actually, starting on IBM and going into PC. So yeah, definitely a, a long standing series, a very storied series, and uh, one hit movie came out of it. Maybe yes. not a hit movie, but a movie all the it. same. It I was like, good. I like the movie. It was this. I remember it was the second movie that ever came out that used the uh, the Matrix single shot spin around, like the still image spin around, like the three sixty camera shot. Yeah. So it's the second movie ever that used that. So that's one big reason why I went to see it because I'm like, I gotta see more of this stuff. Yeah. So because the Matrix had already been out at that point, so pretty exciting stuff. Um, so. The development for Star Citizen itself, well, actually, I should say about Chris Roberts, he also worked on Ultima Five in the early days yeah. and, and various titles for um, uh, older system stuff that's not around anymore, like a BBC Max and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's been a long time that he's been in the industry. Um, so development for Star Citizen focused on the development and combining of uh, three so-called modules, uh, which are portions of the game that uh, at their core, they can act independently of one another. But then the goal, I think, is to tie them all together yes. in the so-called universe module. Yeah. Which is what they're working on now, and these include the the. Uh, I'll start at the top, and you can kind of maybe 
give us a quick description of what it is. Okay. So there's the hangar module. This is the first one that went live. Right. Started in 2013 <laughs> in, in beta. So what's the hangar module? Hangar module. Uh, this is kind of a fun one. Uh, so when this came out, uh, it was a bit of mixed feelings for some people because ultimately all it was was you can go into the hangar and your vehicles are there. Okay. Exciting. Um, that's all it is. It, it, <laughs> what's on the tin is what it is. You're in yeah. the hangar. You can walk around and you can interact with stuff in the hangar. Yeah. And you can interact with your ship in the hangar. Don't get me wrong. This was actually a lot of fun to do. Yeah. When it first came out. Because it was like you got to see a little bit of what to expect from the engine, how the game moved and felt. Yeah. Uh, so like it was... Um, it was nice. Yeah. This is the really interesting thing about games that are funded privately like this. So they're coming out with portions of the game yeah. that you can effectively play early, but yeah. the game isn't complete yet. Right, you, correct. You, yeah. you can't do this with other games. It's not like no. they come out with a portion of you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 no. you know, years before the game is finished just to let you try it out and see yeah. what the game felt like. You know no. what I mean? Well, it's yeah, never going to happen. It's effectively like an ongoing expansive tech demo for, for people who are looking to invest. It's really what that is, right? It's to show, hey, look, we are doing stuff. And um, I have a ship, which is the uh, Constellation Andromeda, I think. It's one of the Constellation-class ships. Okay. Um, and that thing has been different almost every time I've logged into the goddamn game. Interesting. Uh, they constantly But not iterate. because you've modded it, but because... Because, yeah, because they've been improving it. So there was a, a while where they designed a bunch of ships, and they were pretty good. Um, but then they kind of started developing some new ships. I guess they maybe they had some new designers come in, some new game designers, some new artists, and they were a lot better. Okay, like uh, a whole tier above for sure. And so what they did was they looked back and they're like, "Okay, we've improved upon what we were trying to do. Let's re let's overhaul some of the old ships." Mm -hmm. And they did that. Yeah. Uh, and I think they've done that twice for some ships. Okay. Uh, mine is certainly one of them that I've seen, uh, I think, at least three iterations, if not four, of um, where they've tweaked and changed a few things. Interesting. Now, mind you, the Constellation is a vehicle that has different uh, versions as well. So, like, mine is the general purpose modular Constellation. Okay. It's like um, as close as you can get. People use the explanation, and it's pretty accurate, of it's kind of like the Falcon. Okay. It's like a it's like yeah. a stick version of the Falcon yeah. as opposed to being like the disc shape. Right. Um, it's got top and bottom guns. It's got a deployable starfighter in the back, which is its own thing. That's cool. But it's got like cargo area, and it's supposed to be very modular. Yeah. Now, when the ships were in the hangar module, could you enter the ships? Could you see yeah. the inside yeah, 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 of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go in. You could sit down in the chairs. You can access because the ships are sizable like in this game. So it, it would are. be like it would be similar to boarding a Millennium Falcon and kind of running down the hallways and things like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now. Uh, don't get me wrong. You can go front to back on this ship in probably under twenty seconds. Oh sure. Like yeah, it's yeah. not. It's a straight shot. It's not hard to do. Right. The biggest thing you're gonna be waiting for is the doors. Yeah. Um, they're the cargo base sizable though. You could fit like a small ground vehicle in there. That's cool. So like you could have like a um, like a rover sure. or something in it. That's what it's meant for. Yeah. Presumably. Or you could use it for cargo of any yeah. kind, or whatever. But uh, th there's some cool stuff there. So that's the hangar module. The second module to come out sometime, I think, in the two years after that, so 2015, I want to say, I might be wrong on that, was called the uh, Arena 
commander module. Arena commander. And, yeah. And this is this is the actual combat of the game. Uh, well, not space all combat. of it. Space combat. Yeah. 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 Starship combat. Yeah. Uh, so when that came out, um, they didn't actually have a lot of the vehicles originally able to play. They have like the F-57 Hornet, I think it is, if I'm remembering the numerics correctly. Okay. The, the Hornet, Anvil Hornet, um, kind of s- basic starfighter. And, and, and these, are, these are these are fighter uh, uh, ships rather than the big ships. Yes. Okay. Starfighters. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Now, so, I think that some of the bigger ships are able to be in Arena Commander now. Okay. Um but it's primarily a starfighter class, to my knowledge. It, like I said, it's been a while since I played. But originally, they only had the starfighters being able to be be launched. So. Okay, cool. Um, but even that was probably still exhilarating to to try. Okay, yeah, it was because um, it uses uh, like a weird arcadey uh, split where it's the vehicles kind of feel like uh, airplane. So like okay, so there's that weird kind of feel to it. But they also still follow the kind of Newtonian style of space combat where you can flip your ship mid-burn. Interesting. So, like, you can do some neat stuff in the game. And the really cool thing about the game, too, is that the damage, uh, like, area damage on your vehicles is um, emergent. So if somebody blows off one of the thrusters on my ship, I'm going to feel the difference not having that specific thruster there. So if it's to help me turn left, my left turns are now going to be yeah. sluggish. Is combat handled from the view of the cockpit? Yes. Okay, very good. Um, you can go into a third person. I don't recommend it. You'd you maybe do that to see maybe you, what has been damaged? Yeah, or? you lose your HUD. Oh, you yeah, that'd be really tough. That'd be really so tough. it's good for just cruising. Yeah. But if you're in a, a starship combat, I wouldn't recommend doing it. I mean, unless you're in a larger ship where you're only piloting. Right. And then... It's less so about you having like a reticle to aim. Maybe maybe it's good for like um don't like photo mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what's intentioned. And what's interesting about this game is that when you're in combat, presumably in the final game or in the story game, which we'll get to, is you're you're flying your main ship freighter, whatever you want to call it, yep. around. And then if you have to scramble to battle, your ship may or may not have weapons. But if you have a fighter attached or, or within the hull of your ship and you want to take that out could do you have to run through your ship to yeah. get to that hop in and then take off yes wild yeah there's no like fast select seat like battle battlefield or yeah. anything like that it's not so like that everyone no. will sort of be bound to the same yeah if somebody's in the cargo hold and you start getting under attack you need to run to the cockpit or one of the gun stations Interesting. you need to physically move your character that's cool so like there's um there's a sense of combat readiness in the game so if you're yeah. in, if you're caught combat unprepared yeah you could be screwed because you're just not ready so like pirates could be <clears throat> one of the big well if threats. i'm a pirate that's who i'm looking for for sure is people someone who's just not yeah, attention. yeah yeah people who are just uh flying a- without afk without. <laughs> yeah so oh. we'll get them we'll get them people so, hovering in space when they're not ready so that's the second module third module is called star marine this came out in 2016 initially and i don't know too much about it other than it sounds like the way they situated it first was uh, uh player team versus player team uh a shooter. shooter sort yeah. of capture the flag or conquer the hill or something like that Yeah, it's the basic shooter stuff it's just to show that there is gun gunplay yeah 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 presumably there will be multiplayer in the game but the actual game will not be similar to this so and based on the videos i've seen of missions that the that the star citizen player can go on it's not like this no. this is just what they did for okay uh, yeah so the, this it was showcasing it but i i'm going to go on a limb and i'm going to assume that it's going to be an in the game game if that makes sense yeah okay so like um star citizen is going to have things like racing 
It's going to have, I assume it's going to have like competitive uh, shooting stuff. Cool. Within the universe, though. Like, I'm not even saying like it'll be a part hmm. of the game. So, like, there are aspects of the game that are being made. No, that's let cool you because have, do an like individual player might be able to get renown, right? You know, based on based on their experiences like, and based on their aptitude for those things. Hundred so, percent. So yeah. the idea that is that there is going to be players that are never going to touch combat in the game. They are only going to race. Right. They're going to tweak their vehicles to be the best racing machines that they can make them, and it is going to be really cool to see that. I'm that's actually, awesome. I'm hoping that there's like a death that's cool. Race. That's cool that you'd be able to go to a place. Where yeah. the race is taking place, and then that's just what's happening, and there's no combat there or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's being policed. I don't know. Yep. But uh, that's Gambling just a cool on, thing. on people who are going to win. Yeah, that'd like be that. so sick. Yeah. See, that's the kind of I, I want there to be a CD underbelly in this. There is, and, and and I want it to be kind of driven by players. So um, that would it, be. I think that's the goal. Yeah, that'd be extremely cool. So players are are taking on those roles in Star Citizen automatically. Yeah. Should be sweet. So there's one. Uh, so they have a bit of a living world now mm-hmm. that's been launched for a while, and they've been expanding <laughs> upon it. Um, I've played in it, so like I've played a decent snapshot of what the game is going to physically, mechanically be, yeah. and I can tell you that it's a it's a legitimate game. It's not vaporware. Mm. There are things that need to be improved, but they are not things that are crippling. Okay. Uh, from what I've seen, now there are there are some crippling bugs. There's always going to be crippling. Sure. Bugs. Oh yeah, especially but, in a game but not, of this not scale. Not the point yeah. where it's going to blow out your leg from under you. Right. Right. Um. How is how is uh so now that we're kind of getting into the uh the so-called universe module or um or uh, we'll, we'll also discuss uh squadron 42 how is yeah. how is the npc ai handled in this is it is it are these npcs are there npc characters just out and about or are they stationary yes. uh no they seem to have um patrols that they do like a schedule yeah um they also have uh they have some that just stand about like I mean, shopkeepers yeah. stuff like is that. there any like radiant ai like are you going to be able to interact in such a way as maybe you do something to one npc player that ends up in a result with another npc player um, anything like that okay let me put it to you the, this the way that they've explained it the answer to that is yes okay um now in reality is that currently a thing i don't i haven't seen it myself okay now, mind you, there's been a significant patch that's come out that I have not yet played. Okay. Um, I'm hoping to remedy that in a week or two. Yeah. I was hoping to do it this week, and but the people that I normally play with were not available to, primarily because of World of Warcraft. Sure. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, but I can tell you this. I have actually been in free roam mode. I've been in combat. I've actually physically boarded an enemy ship. That's so cool. With a friend. That and is so we cool. fought through the ship. Like another like another like an yeah. NPC character no, no, or a player. player character. A player, uh it was a group of about three people. Wow. We they were not paying attention. We snuck up on them. Yeah. And we got into their cargo bay. That's and awesome. from there we fought them. Literally Dude, fighting so much fun. Through the hallways. <laughs> did you guys win? We did. <laughs> um me and him are very good at um adapting to games quickly. Right. Right. So we're not necessarily the best players in the world, but we are. We are. You can not, pick them up quick. I think we can pick up our skills yeah. pretty quick because we have. We've played so many other games. Like it's easy to transfer those skills over. Oh sure. So we went through these people pretty fast, and yeah. I imagine that they were not ready for us. Um, obviously, as we snuck on, but they also when when the fighting did happen, it was relevant that they were just too rattled to deal with us properly. That's amazing. So we just pressed yeah, them. Yeah, they were probably like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah then scrambling. We, then we took the ship and we brought it back to the pirate outpost 
And then oh, once we got so there, cool. <laughs> once we got there, we landed it. Yeah. And maybe we were off the ship for 20 seconds getting pictures and stuff yeah. like that. Just like a ha ha, look what we got. Yeah. And uh, somebody came in and blew it up. <laughs> Which uh, we laughed because that's we expected amazing. that to happen. That's amazing. Uh, so that's how it should be, though, right? Is some random shit can just go down, yeah. you know, even to pirates. So, like, so in, cool. in, in, when the actual game comes out, to my understanding, we'll be able to actually board these ships, steal them, and then, like, sell them. That's cool. That's, that's cool. Unload them be... quickly so you're not yet. So going into the uh, the so-called uh, universe module or or what is now being called Squadron 42 uh, is a campaign being made for Star Citizen. It's being developed uh, for the Star Citizen universe by uh, which is ostensibly they're calling a spiritual successor to Wing Commander in, yes. in a sense. So this is being worked on by uh, Chris Roberts' brother Aaron. So Aaron yeah. Roberts is doing this. So another person from the Wing Commander series, which is pretty exciting. Now, last week you also mentioned that there's a cast who are doing voicing <laughs> yeah. for this. So I looked it up. You looked it up, eh? Yeah. So the cast for Squadron 42 pretty includes- Pretty mind-blowing, eh? It's unbelievable. So Gary Oldman, who, of course, is Jim Gordon in the Batman Dark Knight trilogy. Mark Hamill, who needs no introduction. Gillian Anderson, who I hope needs no introduction, but she's from the X-Files. Mark Strong. Most recently, he was the big baddie in Shazam, but among a bazillion other roles. The guy's yeah. been in so much. And then uh, Liam Cunningham- who was Davos in Game of Thrones? Yep. So, which is really cool, and of course Andy Serkis. Yes. So, who uh, was most recently in the Marvel Universe and, and as Clawa? So uh, and there's so many more people too. Yeah. 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 That, that that's that's just what I initially saw, but certainly the cast is going to be bigger than that. I'm blown away by the amount of talent they got for this. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there must be a portion of the budget going to paying these big ticket people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's amazing. Like, I can't wait to see the campaign in this game personally. I want to play this. I'll beef my PC back up. I'll get back on it, You're and I'll play it, this. Yeah. So because uh, I, I really I really want to play a campaign that's like that. Uh, I really hope, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I really hope that Stadia is going to support this. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that you... Did you mention this was going to it, or what was... Oh, I would hope it would be. No, we mentioned something last week that was going to Stadia. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, yeah, that's yeah. right. Another, another one that's going to be big open world, lots of players, and I think it's going to be really cool. I'm hoping... Uh, we see it's gonna be neat because cyberpunk is gonna have a whole its whole thing it's gonna herald a whole bunch of cyberpunk shit we're gonna see the matrix come out the new one yeah in probably what three years um i'm gonna hazard a guess yeah probably probably about that yeah um and that's gonna be neat i'm wondering if that's gonna bring a resurgence of matrix stuff I think so. I think yeah. it's like one of the like probably five people that like the online game. It's, by the time it comes out, it will have been <laughs> over 20 years. It's Right now it's 20 years since yeah. the original The Matrix, which is blowing my mind currently. Yeah. I can't even comprehend that. So, But uh, it's it's actually been two decades already since the original Matrix, actually, as of this year. So it's it's pretty exciting that uh, you know everything comes back around, obviously. But here we are talking about The Matrix again you know, 20, year, 20 years later, and it's going to be uh, a thing again. Yeah. Yeah, no, for pretty sure. Cool. Um, the really quick want to run back to it before we go away. So Squadron 42 is, yeah, the single player thing, but there's also a free roam aspect as we mentioned for Star Citizen. Um, to give you a little bit of a, uh, an idea too, there's a bunch of stuff in the game that's slated to be in it. So you're looking at like space mining, cool salvage operations, bounty hunting, piracy is obviously a thing. 
And there's like factions and yeah. within the game. Uh, exploration. So like there's going to be things where people are going to be able to plot jumps. Yeah. Between systems and actually like name them and name their discoveries. So if they discover new species, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, they're supposed to be able to also or or plot it incorrectly and vaporize everyone aboard. Yeah, supposedly there's <laughs> also going to be a way to plot uh, streamline jumps, so yeah. jumps that are like going to like cut a lot of time out of your day. Yeah, and they'll be able to make them essentially like highways where they have a toll. To oh, use them. interesting. So okay. there's going to be some cool stuff there. It'll be interesting to see if the game makers allow players to kind of make these determinations about the calculations for the jumps and then share those among the community. That's the idea. So that'll be cool because then it becomes common knowledge, not because the game developer put it out there, right, in any yeah. in any sense, but the players have done it themselves. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they plan on actually implementing it, but this is stuff that they've kind of talked about. Now, whether yeah. or not if it's going to make it into the final last, uh, iteration of the game, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's got some pretty robust stuff. They're trying to do a lot more than they originally set out to do, what with the funding that they've gotten. Yeah. I just hope that they bring it to completion as opposed <laughs> to crashing and burning, which is a possibility. It's a still, real possibility. Still a possibility. But I, I'm have seen enough of the game that I have faith yeah. that it'll be finished. I think I think it all hinges on Squadron 42 at this point. And if if that comes out and it gets really bad reviews and and people are saying that it's a crap campaign then I th- I think that'll kill it. But I think if uh that comes out and it's very competent and uh people can review it as uh a complete game in and of itself and they have a lot of good things to say about it, I think that will drive in the players who are going to make the open world portion more robust and and, and better. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. One can hope. Only time will tell. All right, then I guess we'll go ahead and get into the notes about Colony, uh, which will contain spoilers. So we'll just say that now. It will contain some spoilers, but I'll kind of walk through the start of the series and kind of what drew me into it, and then uh, Rob will be able to elaborate along the way. So come right back. Technically, this is beginning playing and watching, even though Colony is a little bit longer of watching for me. Yeah. So playing isn't much. I'm still deep into Orna. I haven't made too much progress. Well, I have. Sorry, I have. I've made a little bit more progress in, uh, in Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses yeah, as well. You really check uh, Orna right now because you have all the shops nearby, don't you? Uh, they're all hidden from public, but I can bring them up. Are you? <laughs> I think I've bought out all the good stuff, though. You did. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you see any yeah. of them? No, they're all hidden. Yeah, yeah, but I check them every twenty four hours to try and buy up all the good stuff. You should, so. you should unprivate them for just a minute. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can unprivate them. The Ronin Well, I think I'll save the rest of the Fire Emblem talk for next week when Adam is back because he had that as well. He's the one who got me into it, and then uh, and we'll get all up to date on it at that point. But in the meantime, what I did start watching after last week's conversation was Colony, and I'm I'm really liking it a lot. So this is a show I can't believe kind of went under my radar. Uh, has to do with what what I'm assuming, but may not be, an alien race that has come to Earth and basically taken over, and they're called the Hosts, and uh, and they have humans sort of uh, congregated into colonies around the world. And the one that it's focused on, or I guess the two that it's focused on, where I'm at in the show, are the L.A. Colony uh, and the and the Santa Monica Colony, which are like walled in areas, uh, succinct from one another. They have their own security. Uh, they have their own, uh, I, I guess, their own uh, leaders. I guess what do they call them? Like vicars or uh, I don't know. block leaders? Uh, proxies. I think proxies, they're called proxy. Yeah. Yes, that's who Tob plays, right? Is Alan Snyder? Yeah. 
Schneider, I think they said. So anyway, first thing I noticed about this show, uh, it's got Sawyer from Lost. So freaking uh, yeah. freaking Josh Holloway is the is the lead in the show, which is pretty exciting. And uh, and I was pretty I was pretty glad to see a familiar face uh, because the only other familiar face I've seen so far uh, a couple. One is obviously we just mentioned Tob from House and uh, Doctor Tob, and he plays a guy called Alan Schneider. And then of course uh, Carl freaking Weathers is in this. Yep. The Apollo Creed is in this, and uh, he plays like a. Uh, I mean, he, he's almost playing it like a beat cop, but like just a really jaded like officer of of the host regime living in this world. And we'll get more into what that means in a minute. So the show starts basically episode one. It's got it's got this uh, this lead played by Josh Holloway. He's trying to leave the L.A. colony to go to the Santa Monica colony to find his lost son, Charlie. Uh, however, this is sort of your introduction to the resistance. He makes it into the wall that separates the two colonies and they're about to drive through and a big bomb goes off. So a big terrorist attack yeah. put on by the resistance. And this is your introduction to the resistance because it leaves behind a very bloody scene. Yes. So very bloody scene. And then you also get your introduction to the uh, drones in the scene as well, because the drones show up first to check it out along with some of the uh, Red Mask soldiers who sort of operate uh, within uh, Red Caps, right? Red Caps, yeah, that's what they call them. That's what they call them. So uh, a, couple of, a couple of other things you notice early on. The resistance is is regarded uh, as terrorists by some who live in this world, so they mention that yeah. early on. And then uh, other things that are happening in this world that is on lockdown, there is a curfew in place. That kind of comes into play early on as people are trying to get off the streets and stay away so they don't get caught by uh, by the drones that fly around at night when the when the alarm sounds for curfew, which is yep. disturbing. So and then uh, and then the guys in the uh, the red caps they're called they're called Homeland Security, so not dissimilar from the world that we live in, which is kind of interesting. Yep. So yeah, and uh, one the one main point that I noticed early on in this that I really liked, maybe you want to elaborate on this too, is the lack of cell phones and computers and how that works for this world, and it's also maybe like a bit of a production design decision to do it this way, right? Because it, it forces characters to speak face-to-face more. It forces the writers to try and find ways to get characters together to have these conversations, communications. And it also forces them to be very creative with the way, for instance, the resistance gets the word out about what they're up to. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that have transpired from that, but it's a really cool thing. Yeah. No, it's it's uh it's kind of fun as soon as you start taking away some of the niceties like easy communication to see how people kind of overcome that issue. Yeah. The show up to the point that you're at now, the hosts are using or corralling humans yep. into these into these blocks, these yep. colonies. Um and that's the case all over the world. Yeah. And, and they're less than a year in at this point. At the beginning of the yeah. show, they're less than a year in. Right. So there was an initial kind of um, resistance, and that was quickly cracked down on yeah. by humans. Right. Um, the reason why all these humans are so easily working with the aliens has not really been talked about yet. It hasn't. No. In fact, all that I think uh, there was one scene. It was the breakfast scene where yeah. where Tob is at their Schneider's at the house baking breakfast uh, or making breakfast for the uh, Sawyer's family. I keep using yes. the wrong names, but but Josh Holloway's family. Uh, what's he called in the show? Bowman, Bowman. for Bowman's family. Bowman's, yeah. yeah, and he's trying to coerce him because the guy was previously like an FBI profiler and like a manhunter for the FBI and all these yep. things. Anyway, so he's trying to convince him to join the cause of the host and to help them hunt down resistance fugitives. Right. Yes. So that that's that's the story set up there. But he mentions something like the host will leave like once 
they're they're fulfilled or like once their purpose is fulfilled or something yes. like that. Yeah, so it's it's the most vague language that one can use about this. Yeah. Um I don't want to say too much because you're still watching the show, but there is a there is a cycle to this that's happening as in like not like a recurring cycle, but like yeah. there is a there is a reason that they're there and it's obviously not to wipe out humanity. Yeah, they would have done that already. They, they clearly already possess the technology to yes, do that. Yes, they have the technology. Yeah. That's not an issue for them. Yeah. That is not their goal. Um, they have a very specific goal. It's not to necessarily take stuff from the planet or yeah. anything like that. It's not to take over. They they have a very specific purpose that yeah. they are there for. And it gets revealed, I think, in like season three. Interesting. So, so I got a long way to go, man. You got a ways to go. And there's some there's some things I can see taking shape now that it's not even a part of my notes, but that it's, I'll just get to real quick. One is just the way they're handling the resistance factions in this. So there's a couple yeah. things happening. One, the resistance factions don't all agree with one another. So they have kind of no. different different philosophies about how they want to handle being occupied by the hosts or by the host proxies, which are yes. the, the, the red caps, right? The IGA. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so there's that taking shape. And then there's also, there's a lot of uh, nuance in the way that they're handling the, the red caps themselves and the sort of powers that be. So, for instance, Phyllis, who becomes uh, uh, Bowman's boss once he does end up, you know, being yeah. sort of forced to accept the offer to help them out. Um, she's an interesting character because I actually see her as a an actual protagonist character so far where i'm at in the show right yeah. and that may change but uh, and it's because of how she's trying to handle the situation because she acknowledges that yeah we've been forced into this uh we, we we're answering to them they're getting us to commit to these lies that they're teaching us and we're teaching it to 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 one another now and she's like we live in this place this this realm now where we're just lying to one another all the time she's like but here's the thing if we don't do this if we don't if we don't go along with this right now uh, we're done like they have the technology to completely wipe us out. So so she's going along with it to avoid you need to go back and listen. death you in the listen, future. You need to listen very carefully to how they say that cuz that's ex- not exactly what she says. Okay. She does say she does say most of what you said. Yeah, now as a junior watcher of the show, that's how I took it. That's like the perception that's I walked away with. That's how you're supposed to take it. I figured, yeah. <laughs> that's how you're supposed to take it, but they use a very specific phrasing. Yeah. I don't want to re- – because if I tell you what it is, you're going to start piecing it together too quickly. Yeah, yeah. So I need to, I need to not say much. Okay, gotcha. Um, but let me tell you this. They're, the way she said it is different than how you took it. Okay, okay. But but you're you're following the right path, and, and don't worry. It's not a huge deception. I know. I'm just – I'm really looking forward to learning more about it. <laughs> when you get to the point in season three where that reveal of why this is all happening yeah. comes down – you're gonna look back on everything and go, oh, <laughs> yes, I that's love shows why. Like that. I love shows and, like and that. And they actually did it very well. Yeah, because the mindset that you're in of what the show is mm. is not the mindset that I have now of the show. Interesting, and yeah. I know that. So in my mind, this is still like an extraterrestrial occupying force. Yes, who are forcing humanity to work with them at the barrel of yes. a gun. Yeah. And uh, and and I'm I'm really interested to see how that plays out. But I love I love how so far the way they handled it is 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 very nuanced. Um, another very nuanced character would be like uh, well one I mean Bowman himself, but Bowman's wife yeah, actually like, is well, an interesting like, well, character. It's, yes, they're the Bowman family. Yeah, uh, Will I think is the yep. character. Yep. About, yeah. So they're they're the main the main sort of central family to yeah. this whole story. And and there's different factions, including the Resistance and and the Red Caps, who are trying to pit 
in the background, these two against one another, but they don't necessarily know they're doing it. Well, the resistance does. The resistance knows. They're trying to pit her against her husband to some extent and to yeah. get and to get him to slow down his work because he's dismantling their operations. But then the Red Caps don't know about her, although I think Phyllis is sus- suspicious of her yeah. at this point already. So, so there's, a, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, it's a, definitely a shell game going on. Yeah, it's um, cool. And it, it is really neat to see. Um, it, yeah. It's <laughs> What's interesting is I don't think I'd be that interested in a storyline like that outside of a setting like this. So it's actually the setting and the sort of what's going on in the background that's got me so interested in it. Yeah, like so the because, sci-fi yeah, occupation. Because I, I like those stakes. Yes. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, all I have to say is that I, I cannot wait for you to get into season three, because you're gonna see you're gonna see it more in season two. You're gonna start getting more hints then. Okay, gotcha. You're gonna get some into one, but they're very very minute, and you're gonna miss them. Okay, but you'll see them when you go back if you ever go back and watch it again. Yeah. Season two starts pressing more in the in the right direction, and you'll start to see like there's gonna be a lot of points in the show. We're like, we're, there's times where they move, like the yeah. family moves and it's going to feel like, okay, well like now we're just doing a new kind of like reset on what they've already done. It's not the case. Okay. It seems that way on the surface. It's not. They're well, they, they've to, already kind of set up for it a little. I'm only a few episodes in and yeah. they've already kind of set up for it. Yeah. Cause the idea is that they want to showcase how the different families that live in different areas yeah. operate differently from the, what you saw at the, the beginning. Okay, cool. Um, so you're going to see the, this family do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it gets really interesting. There's a lot of political game that yeah. happens as I'm sure you're kind of starting to see that already. Yep. Um, that, uh, kind of raises and lowers as you kind of watch through, but, Alan Snyder is a is a one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. So yep. like you will see that side of things through him usually. Yep. And I would argue I think he's actually probably the best character in the show. Yeah, that's that's cool cuz he's a great actor. I want to see him used like that. Yeah, it's he, cool. But he is like he is in a lot of ways he's a coward, but when he's pressed into a corner, he find he's super resourceful. Yeah. So and that's the thing. He's a survivor. That's so cool. He's not necessarily a good character. He's not a character that gives you the oh I can get behind this guy. Yeah. Because he is very much fighting for himself. But at the same time, there are other aspects to him, and you'll see them come up. But I can appreciate in this show they're kind of taking that out of it. It's not about necessarily being good or bad. It's about finding the path to survival, right? That's and ultimately, survival. Yeah, yes. and ultimately that should become the good. Right in a situation yes. like this, right? Well, the idea is like a lot of mentality, like the, the a lot of lines that they say are going to lead to this mentality is that like we are in a shitty position right now. Yeah, we need to just survive. Right, and once we've done that, then we can go in and re re kind of set up society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But until we get to that point. We just need to live. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, the world that they're in, other than it shows uh, a bombed out downtown L.A. So you see that at various points. And you see some buildings that have also been bombed out. Yeah. So you don't you don't see any you know, smoke or debris flying or anything. So this is yeah. what happened when, when the host showed up initially and there was a war. There has been mentioned at this point in the show that all of their weapons that they had to defend the city didn't matter. When the yes. host showed up, that they were dismantled in eight hours flat, right? Yeah. So, so the idea the idea is this is this is a large and overwhelming force that they can't possibly uh, fight against at this point. I think uh, I think there's a line at some point in the show where they mentioned like somebody said like, oh, when we use nukes, they were so ineffective because I think that 
they alluded to that the uh the hosts when they came yeah uh just had a like a, a counter to nuclear weaponry like nuclear weaponry for them was already a thing and they moved on from it yeah and they found a way to just cancel it out as a threat right and like so like all of our stuff that were like yeah this is gonna do some damage didn't right like they just like they had some kind of canceller that stopped the fission from a bomb yeah, yeah. or something and it's just like and everything was rendered inert so some other things that are going on in the background are like the factory, which is where they send yes, uh, the factory. That's prisoners. Really cool. And the factory, the only scene I've seen so far of the factory is Carlos arriving where they basically like uh, they they everybody's naked in a room that they've come yes. out of the showers yeah. and then they do I'm guessing yeah, decontamination to so it's the bright light to eliminate the bacteria uh, that are probably on their bodies and then and it shows them in like the scrubs as they walk into the bright light, but I haven't seen anything else. Yeah. Okay. About the factory yet. And the factory, it sounds like it's supposed to be this horrible, awful place, but I don't know what goes on there yet. Uh, the factory's cool. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Do you know where the factory is yet? No, but I'm guessing it's not on Earth, which is why the decontamination happens. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that. Because you'd be you'd be decontaminated, you know, potentially getting onto a spacecraft, or you'd be decontaminated potentially getting into a base of some sort, wh- whether it be on Earth or, or elsewhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I suspect it is not terrestrial. Interesting. That's an interesting way of looking at it. So I'm not saying if you're right or not. No, no, no. It's just it's um, interesting to me. But yeah, no, it's uh, the factory is a point of contention for a lot of the show, and you will find out more about it. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> there, there. Now, now, tell some... me this: is it a human construct or is it a host construct? Okay, don't say it. I'll, I'll figure it out. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, there's a way to answer that question without be, it being a spoiler. I'm gonna say both. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think it was originally started by the hosts, and I think th- there's a human labor force uh, section to that. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Now, in episode one, there was, uh, what, I guess it was supposed to be a launch of an alien spacecraft, where it shows oh, on the yeah, far side it, of L.A., like from the water. It zips up through the clouds. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big visual spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a launch. Yeah. Okay, okay. So they showed that, and this is something that happens a couple times a month, I guess. And they're everyone's aware of it because they're talking about yes. it at different points throughout the show. Yeah. But uh, they do mention that this one for some reason was different, but I haven't gotten to that yet. Why it was different? So. I think the scheduling was different. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's what it was. And then um, I love that scene with with Schneider show, showing up to the house, the Bowman residence, yeah. to cook the breakfast. That was great. What a yes. great freaking scene! And oh, he's good. serving them things that I guess they don't have a lot of, like bacon and eggs and and, and coffee. Because he mentions, yeah. "Oh, coffee, something we used to take for granted before before all the changed, you know." And yeah. uh, kind of a cool scene. And then um, at first, I was getting, uh, and maybe I still am getting real Nazi vibes from like the <laughs> the security HQ because it's got like the vertical flags along the uh, side of the building and everything like okay. that. And it's red. It's just really interesting. Uh, you're supposed to get those vibes. It's like a totalitarian regime. Yeah, is the idea. Yeah, I mean, there's curfews and stuff like that. It's a police there, state. It's a police state. Yeah. So you're supposed to. That is a. It's a design decision by the showrunners. Yeah. To make you hate the IGA. Okay. Um. But it never really made me hate them yet because I I well, realized what the association was. Right. Yeah. Yes. The thing is, like, it's a, it is a cheap ploy that they do, yeah, to just get the surface level people disliking the IGA. Okay, that's all it is. It's an initial reaction shock. Because hmm. when you see those things, it's exactly what you think, like Nazis, yada yada yada. Yeah, that's all done on purpose, right? Um, 
But seeing what you see through Snyder's eyes, you may be clued into this. If not, you will be soon. Yeah. Is that it is not what it appears to be. Okay. Um, they are very totalitarian, but there's a reason for it. Yeah. Um, and it, and I honestly don't believe that it is a incorrect reason. But yeah. I think that there's definitely there's definitely like oh, I, I don't there's think better ways to do this. The core sure. of it, the core of it, doesn't seem malevolent at this point. No. Yeah. So yeah. the the only thing I'm thinking is this is the kind of regime that when all this was over would probably quietly just keep it going. Yeah, you know that that's and that's that's what I'm thinking might happen at some point in the show is you know or in the end game maybe the hosts do leave and then and these then guys don't just, tell anybody. Yeah, they just keep it going because they're the ones in power. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, there's a there's a sense that you start to get in the show. Ah, I'm trying to hold back information, but while still talking about it. Where you start to realize that the IGA are just people who are trying to make things work properly for the hosts. Right. Because they don't want the hosts to turn the guns on them. That's right. And that the resistance are just people who don't see the bigger picture yet. Exactly. And they just they're like, we want to be free, but they don't realize that there is a reason why. That's the conclusion that I'm coming to so far is that the resistance people just seem very short sighted. Short sighted. And very reactive. Exactly. Right. And and they don't see that like, oh, like if we if we react in this way or or attack the host or attack the the red caps or whatever, that that there's going to be and I'm guessing there is, based on what you told me last time, some awful, awful, awful uh repercussions of that yeah you so. haven't seen uh you haven't seen repercussions yet for for the resistance yet have you yeah not yet i mean i they're, they're sort of okay right now is about is about bowman sort of cutting into them and sort yes. of chasing after geronimo in fact i just saw them capture the first resistance leader called geronimo yeah. but uh but he's not i guess he's the total resistance leader or he's not or he's just a it's leader just of the violent song. ones i don't yeah. know yeah um okay so yeah, geronimo is an interesting story arc uh, that one comes to a close pretty quick on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a rise up kind of leader. Okay. Um, that's, that's a good way to put it. He's like a propagandist. The repercussions, you get to see what happens when there is a point where one of the resistance cells executes two of the hosts. That's cool. Uh, the repercussions for which are unilateral. <laughs> I cannot wait to see it, dude. Um, that's th- but that's the kind of stakes I want to see. Is like, okay, so when they finally do achieve one of their ends and they think they've made progress, well, what do you think the hosts do? Let me ask you that now. What do you think the hosts do? So you're well, you, you mentioned last time that they glass the city. Yeah, yeah. obviously they would. That, they they would they would come do. back yeah. with such an overwhelming force that no one would ever question to do it again. Yes. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. That would be that would be if you're the host that'd be the right thing to do. Yeah, they do an orbital <laughs> like, bombardment. You kill any one of us on the on the full yeah, colony. And we'll kill millions of you. Yes. Right? So that's that's the idea, but I'm I'm really interested to see this play out. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. So I'm very excited about this. Um so the resistance groups, I think they stand to create more problems than they solve, obviously, being very yes. short-sighted. I can't, I can't imagine that come season two, there's still a lot of resistance groups that are still in operation based on what I'm seeing already. Uh, so. The thing is, like, with resistance and humanity is that people just get to a certain different points at different times. So people start to break down later on. Yeah. And that's when they become resistance members. So resistance seems to be a constantly cropping up issue. Yeah. Maybe just different different forms. Different and, forms. Yeah, different yeah. different extents. But yeah, great show so far. This is the colony, or just colony, I guess it is. Yeah. And uh, it is on Netflix. Seasons one to three are on there now. I think season four is currently in development. Um, I don't know if it's the final season or what the situation is, but. Uh, if um, there's going to be a 
final season will be four or five. Okay. I think it's probably going to be five. Okay. Um, given the pacing of the show. Yep. Um, That's it, good. It is. Uh, it's good though. I actually, truth be told, I didn't like the show. Yeah. In the first season. Really? I didn't really I'm care quite for liking it. it so far. That's good. Yeah. No, um, it's right up my alley. I didn't really care for it until second season. I was enjoying it a little bit more, and then when I got to the reveal in the third season, I was locked in. That's yeah, yeah. I that's, was, that, that I know that that's hook. like, why would you watch a show for that long? Um, couple reasons. One, sci-fi shows are hard to come by. Yeah. It's true. Um, Especially ones that make it past like season one. Yeah, yeah, don't get me started on that. Yeah, I know, man. We all know what sci fi show only had one season. Yeah, we're not going to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> we're just move the hell. God damn it. Anyway, so yeah, it, that's one of the reasons. Another one is that I actually do this thing where if I don't care for a show a lot, mm. but I see that like, there could be promise in it, I will go into this like pseudo watching state. Where I'm playing a game and it's sure. on my second monitor. Sure, that's fine. And uh, and and I am paying attention to it. I'm not paying full attention to it. Yeah. But I'm paying enough attention to realize when something changes. Gotcha, show. gotcha. And um, if that happens, if I feel the need to, I will backtrack and then rewatch some stuff. Sure. Up to that point, sure. And then I will start watching the show in earnest again. So it's yeah. kind of like a cool down. Like I did that with The Walking Dead. Like The Walking Dead had some series, some 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 seasons that were just Ooh. junk. Oh man, poor Walking Dead. <laughs> How the mighty yeah. have fallen. Yeah, so, happen. but the uh, the comic run is coming to an end on that. So presumably the show will follow eventually as well. So hopefully. So it's a it's a it's something they should just get out of sooner than later, so they can restart it sooner than later. Realistically, but. Yeah, that'd be the best bet. Yep. So anyways, that's my playing and watching. So uh, yeah, because Fire Emblem, I guess I'll just save for next week. Got some cool details on that. But uh, You want to yeah. add them here for that, too. Yeah, yeah. A, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, a.k.a. Harry Potter Game of Thrones simulator. Waifu yeah. simulator. Waifu simulator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, so that's what you've been playing and watching, eh? That's it, man. Okay, so me playing and watching. Um, oh, man. What have I been playing and watching? That's a good question. WoW Classic was it? I played a little bit of WoW Classic, not much. I've been playing more WoW Retail, which yeah. is a bit silly. But a lot of it's been due to queue times and just like I haven't been able to like sit down on my computer to what sit What have the queue times been like? Um, About an hour to two hours. Uh, It's actually not that bad because the idea is like you would just sign in earlier mm-hmm. and then play. Like I would like I would start my queue. I would go cook dinner. Yeah. Eat. And then I sit down and I like watch an episode or something while I wait for the queue to finish. Yeah, yeah. So like that is not a big deal to me. But the problem is that just over this weekend, I have not had a long enough time to just let the queue run. Gotcha. Okay. Like, I have not been around to set up the queue. And then there was one time where I did, and then I and then it timed out. Yeah. Because like the queue finished, I was at the login screen, but I hadn't realized it yet. And then I got timed out of the yeah. login screen. And then yeah, the timing is queue. is good, I guess. You know, Labor Day weekend, it's good in it. If this is all you plan on doing this weekend, then you're gonna have a great weekend. Yeah. So, but if you have other stuff going on, then yeah, it's gonna be tough because right. it's it's a busy weekend for most people. Yeah. So. So that's kind of what happened there. Um, I did play a bit of Hunt Showdown. Okay. Um, so that got fully released recently. Um, it's the game where you are bounty hunters hunting down uh, like some kind of evil creature in like the swamps of Louisiana. Cool. Um, so like very much like nightmare creatures, like giant spider or like, uh, this thing called the butcher. It's like a demon. That's cool. Um, it's cool as hell. So the idea is that you're in groups of two, it looks like groups of three now, maybe 
because hmm. um, they've changed some things. And the idea is that you're supposed to hunt down this creature and kill it, pull the tokens off its body, which there are a finite number of, such as the amount for a group to have. And then you're supposed to extract with the, that proof of kill. And then you get rewarded. Yeah. But there are other teams. I think there's like six teams on the same map going for the same target. And if your character dies, oh. they're gone. Oh, that's cool. So a whole team can get wiped out as they battle it. And then another yeah. team can come in and you fish it You can also up. decide, okay, this team was too well-armed or too well-coordinated or their skill level is just better. And you can pull out of the map without completing your objective but save your character. Okay, cool. And you do get paid for killing the other creatures on the map because there are creatures that wander the map. Yeah. So it's not just like there is the one hunting creature. No, no, no. It's the hunting creature that you're going after. Then there's like zombies of various flavors. So early on, it might be fun just to play to go in to kill the non-objective enemies. Yeah. And kind of work toward the objective and maybe... Uh, maybe descend on the objective after the other teams have pummeled each other to, to paste. Yeah, yeah. And then just like finish off the weekend players. Well, I got to go online and check this out because I haven't heard anything about it. I'm interested in hunting it, it runs the, on the demon cry, creature. It runs on the Crytek engine, so it's very graphic. You're kidding. That's, yeah. I, it's amazing that's still in use. Oh, oh no, it's been improved upon. Yeah, yeah. But you should go check it out. Yeah, like visually the game is phenomenal. I love the soundtrack for the game. The soundtrack hmm. for the game is phenomenal. What is it like? Uh, uh, it's like a oh wow! How do I even? I'll, I'll put it on for you after this. Okay. Um, Hunt Showdown soundtrack for anybody. You got to go check it out. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but like, just the initial song for it, I love it. It's, it gives you that weird, like westerny kind of like hmm. um, vibe. It, nice. It's really what it is. It's a western meets supernatural kind of thing. Okay. Uh, okay. So, like, there are. The weapons that you'll you'll recognize, they're just old firearms. But right. They also have like weird, think like Helsing like twists to them sometimes. Okay. Like different uh, devices and objects you use. Like, yeah. There's a grenade that you can throw and it explodes into a bunch of barbed wire. That's cool. Um, so like there's like area denial stuff and things like that. There yeah. are some cool weapons in the game. Sweet. Um, but it is uh, visually breathtaking. It is creepy to play when the map when it's a nighttime map. That's cool. Because like if you're fighting something like the butcher that's throwing fire and like running through like a like essentially an old like wooden meat house. Yeah. Like a slaughterhouse. Yeah. It gets horrifying. That is so cool, man. Uh, like it is a legitimately scary game to play sometimes. Like the spider moves so damn fast. Yeah. Like I have literally had a time where I couldn't track it to fire properly. That's awesome. This thing came at uh, my friend and almost killed him. That's great. <laughs> Before we finally took it down. I've had times where I've lost my teammate uh, mid-fight as other people try to take us out during the yeah. fight. Then the boss would kill one of their team. And it's like, I just barely kill them and then manage to kill the boss. The chaos, the chaotic element is the, is the cool part. Yeah, that's that's what I like to see. Yeah, because like, when you extract, you have to get to the edge of the map and people can find you. Yeah. They can track you while you have these items on you. That's so cool. You're not trackable until you have them. But once yeah. you have them... Is like this this ability called Dark Sight that everybody has. It's yeah. like you press E and it brings up your hands and you can kind of like so you're un- you have to unequip your weapons to use it. Uh, but the screen turns black, but you can see this like blue flickering where objectives are. Okay. But then when somebody has the tokens and they're extracting, there's lightning that'll strike wherever the tokens are. Oh. So to give them an idea of where you are, but they can only see the lightning in the dark vision. Okay. Like if they don't have it up, they they can't track you as well. Yeah. It does show on the map, but it's not precise. 
It's not like, oh, this guy's camping in this one spot and you'll know just by seeing the lightning. Yeah. No, the lightning strikes in the general vicinity of the person. Yeah. Not where they are specifically. So you still have to kind of find That's cool. Sort of check and balance in the game. So the other players get to enact. Yeah, it's not a complete, here's that person. So like if you are hiding, you can still get the jump on somebody trying to ambush you. Yeah. So there's like counter ambushing going on. So Interesting. It's, it's a fun game, but yeah. it is, uh, it's ruthless. I gotta go watch some videos of it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, the videos will be great. Sweet. Okay, so Hunt Showdown, WoW Classic. WoW Classic, WoW Retail. Um, shoot, I was playing something else. A uh, game called, I think it's called Cliffs. Haven't heard of this Have one. Check that. It's uh, essentially you're building a city on these like uh, spires on a ruined earth. It's hmm. a sci fi. And then uh, there's a mode that I play it on. Where you actually have to worry about like there's uh, waves of creatures that attack you. That's on PC. It's on PC. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's just called Cliffs. What are, What are the cities that you're building? Like, uh, just like a city, city. Are you zoning? Are you zoning areas, no, or no, are you just? It's um. Huh. What do I? How do I explain this to you? Uh, just you. It's like grid. Like it's a grid. Oh. You place buildings down in the okay. grid. And uh, and they have functions. They have functions that, okay. they, that they give like resources, and then you have to balance things. You have to make it so that the city is nice enough that people want to move there. Oh, uh, so colonists will come in waves. That's uh, cool. That's good. really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good. I want to it's check that you said cliffs. I think it's something cliffs something or cliffs. Like if you put put it cliffs in Steam, it'll come up. Cliff Empire. Okay, so Cliff Empire. Yeah. Sweet. No, I got to check that out. That sounds really really cool. Yeah, that, that'll that'll be one I would potentially play. Yeah, it's a fun game. There's some good stuff. There's some good stuff on the horizon. Really, yeah. at this point, we're in a bit of a lull. We're waiting for a couple more things to come out. Yeah, maybe next week would be a good time to maybe do a uh, a fall games preview because uh, we're right on the cusp of all the all the big releases coming out for yeah. for console and PC. So maybe we'll we'll save that for next week, uh, along with some updates on the Fire Emblem. And uh, if you think of uh, another game that you've been playing, make sure to mention it then too. So, but that'll be that'll be the order for next week, and I'll, I'll maybe talk a little bit more about Colony if I've made it to the big reveals you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, Adam will be back, so I don't I don't want to spoil it for him if he's going to watch it. Okay, we'll see what happens. All right, that's it for episode 58 of Rona Geek Official Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. So we had uh, just recently a uh, little, little bit of just podcast news here. It was our most successful month of all time last yeah. month, which was pretty exciting to see. Uh, lots of listens pouring in, so thank you from SoundCloud, from CastBox, uh, places that are blowing up. Uh, Spotify did really well last month, too. Uh, iTunes is it's picking up. iTunes is picking up. Definitely not our biggest platform by a long shot. Uh, we're definitely bigger on, I would say, universal or Android platforms, it seems like. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, pretty amazing to see that it, it was something like if I was to ballpark it, like a thousand percent bigger than our month, the same month a year before, just to give you an idea. So it was definitely a, a really good month, and, and I'm just over the moon that people were enjoying it that much. Our biggest episode ever also came out of last month, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see the progress. So thank you for listening and, uh, and joining in. So it's really cool. Very much so. Um, we are going to be at Comic-Con September 21st, 22nd, so I've already had a few PSAs about that, so I won't go too in-depth. Some other things I'm considering doing, we have secured some Ronin Geek official podcast product, including t-shirts, stickers, things like that. So I do want to start offering things to Patreon people, so I'm thinking the $15 a month spend is probably the minimum entry point that I'm going to offer for a free t-shirt. So after the first 30 days, when, when your first payment's assessed, basically I can send you a t-shirt in your 
choice of size <laughs> to yeah. wherever it is that you live or want me to send it to. And uh, it's a nice branded shirt. I got a couple pictures up on social media if you want to go check them out. And uh, yeah, just one more thing along with uh, the Weeby Goblins campaign. That's a bonus content right now just yeah. for Patreon people. So please yes. consider becoming a patron on there for as little as one U.S. dollar, one U.S. greenback per month is all it takes to uh, get us up to the next level of uh, production for for our podcast. So mm-hmm. that'd be great. That'd be great. Did you listen to it yet? The Weeby Goblins? Yeah, yeah, I sent you the link. Uh, I haven't heard your edit of it yet, no. Okay, it's it turned out all right. The first episode's good. So I'm dividing it into episodes because it's a big, long recording. Yeah. We'll get at least four episodes out of it. So the first one just came out. It's episode one of four. Nice. Yeah, it'll be pretty exciting. And then, uh, oh, actually, one more shout-out I wanted to give, um, just because it's also gaming-related. Uh, Darknet Diaries, a podcast I listen to pretty often, uh, put on by a fellow named Jack Resider. It's a very high-quality production. It's a little bit like if you were listening to, like, uh, uh, it's like the Radio Lab of, of, of dark web podcasts, I guess you could call it. So okay. he's got a lot of really great stories, a lot of cool guests and interviews that he does. But the most recent episode was about these guys, and it's, it's part one of two, who basically were able to get a hold of uh, Xbox 360 dev kits back when 360 was still a thing. Yeah. And they were able to hack into the networks of every major publisher in existence at the time, play their games early, steal their stuff, Basically, like, just run amok in, in the ecosystem, in the development wow. ecosystem, because they're getting a hold of these dev kits. It's an amazing story. And uh, if anybody's not yet listening to Darknet Diaries and you're into gaming, gaming history, uh, stuff like that, even like, or like hacking, things like that, you got to go check out this show. The, the episode just blew my freaking mind what these guys were able to get away with. It's such nice. a cool thing. And, uh, and it, dude, you'd freaking love it. Like, it's yeah. such a great episode. But uh, maybe something to listen to on the way home. But yeah, I do highly recommend Darknet Diaries by Jack Resider. Go check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. He's not paying us. We're not partnered. Just, it was just a cool thing that I heard. But yes, that's it for episode 58. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you very much. All right, peace out.